Pedestal listeners, today's episode is being brought to you by Stars on Crave. This week's movie, Billy Madison, and in fact, every movie we do from now on, is available to stream right now on Stars, home to some of the biggest hit movies. Go to crave.ca to sign up and try it out for a week. And now, on to the show. You're listening to The Pedestal from Mike on Much, presented by Much Studios. Welcome to The Pedestal. Today on the show, we are doing a classic film. Actually, wait, wait, normally I usually introduce, introduce us. Yeah. I got to listen to one. I got to listen to these before I do them. That's what I do. Okay. I'm leaving this in. Uh, welcome to The Pedestal. I am your host, Mike Veerman. You might know me from the Mike on Much podcast. If you're tuning into this, we are also joined by Shane Christian Cunningham, who is the pop culture aficionado on the Mike on Much podcast. And of course, as always, we are joined by our co-host and Mensa member and award winner, writer, director, producer, Jonathan Popolis. What's your middle name? Frank. <laughs> mm, John, is it really? That's, actually, That's so yeah. fitting. <laughs> Why? Frank shirt. Frank shirt? Yeah. Oh, Frank from the movie that we are going to be talking about today. Yeah, yeah ah. that's right. And, and you wore that outfit with I Frank did. written I'll on tell, it. I'll tell that whole story. Okay, I'll wait for it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we are joined by Jonathan Frank Popolis. Uh, it's my it's, dad's name. Well, it's interesting because like Jonathan and Popolis, they have these nice sort of like uh, lyrical qualities. Jonathan Popolis. Yeah. So I was just shocked when you hit me with like a monosyllabic Frank. name like Frank. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strong name. Listen, I'm a Mike. I I I have nothing against monosyllabic names, but uh, what is your middle name? Robert Johannes. Wow. Whoa. More more lyrical than my actual. Yeah. Name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You should just be. That should be it. Robert Johannes? Yeah. That's lovely. I imagine mm-hmm. if that was just my full name, yeah. Yeah. Hey, there goes Robert Johannes. Actually, also a fact, uh, Max Kerman, singer of Arkells, uh, and our co-host on the Michael Munch podcast. Real name, not Max. No. I did know that. Robert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Imagine uh, Johannes on Munch. <laughs> I was just about to say that. It's Damn a lot. It. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, you should have just jumped in with it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Let's keep it moving. Today on the pedestal, we are doing a classic for a lot of people. I think mostly for people in our generation. I would be very fascinated to talk to somebody uh, who's into comedies now, like say like a 16-year-old, mm-hmm. and, and and ask what they think of this or if they consider this a classic. Because I never know how much of it is like what we grew up with. Because like we were kids when we watched, you know, VHSs of Airplane or any of these other comedies we've talked about, Naked Gun. But this kind of came out right when we're sort of in that sweet spot of kind of like adolescent, fun, a little bit naughty, whatever. That's the preamble. The movie we're doing today is Billy Madison. Starring Adam Sandler. This is what started it all. This launched the the Sandler empire, I, I believe. Time. Oh, yeah. Um, although not quite a hit in in its time, I feel like it became a hit, sort of either on VHS, VHS or VHS, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Billy Madison came out in 1995. For a little bit of context, uh, we've never—I don't think we've done a 95 film because I don't recognize any of these movies that we've discussed. Any? No, I don't before. think so either. So. Do you, do you want me to give you like number five on the list of the top grossing films of 1995? Let me do this, okay. Let me let me throw it. Okay. Top throw it, movies throw it of 95. Top five. Is Robin films. Williams in any? Uh, he is not. 95. That's a good question, though. What di- a Disney movie? There's got to be a Disney movie on there in the mid nineties. Absolutely. Was, um, but well, it's not you Lion know what? King. I said absolutely, but I'm not quite sure. I do think this is a Disney movie, though. Oh, but it's like a live action Disney movie. Flubber? No, Robin <laughs> Williams. Robin. You're really on that Robin Williams tip. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, give me number five, just so I can 
recalibrate. Pocahontas. Is that Disney? Yeah, mm. I should have guessed That it. is Disney, right? I was going to oh, say yeah. Pocahontas Can or Can I say Mulan. that I'm a little bit shocked that Pocahontas is top five grossing of 95? Mm-hmm. It's just that after that, the Disney renaissance, it was just- They a, went to see everything. Yeah. It just went crazy. Yeah, everyone just wanted, yeah. Cool. It was that and Mulan and Hunchback of Notre Dame and all those like later 90s Disney movies. Um, 95, Braveheart. No. Braveheart won the Oscar that year, too. Wasn't Braveheart 94? It might have been 94, 95 Oscars. 94 94 was Forrest Gump at the 95 Oscars. And then I'm almost positive. And then Braveheart was 95 at the 96 Oscars. I'm almost positive. Well, Um, we'll see. What do I know? Do you want number four? Yeah, keep it moving. Goldeneye. Fuck, great movie. That's 95. Bond, baby. Pierce Brosnan. Braveheart is 95. There you go. Um, Ready for number three? Yeah. Apollo 13. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's all coming back to me now. Celine Dion. Uh, number two, <laughs> number two, <laughs> Toy Story. Oh, I was just going to fucking say that for number one. God, guys. It's okay. To finish our context for 1995, the number one grossing film of that year is, hit me. According to Wikipedia, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm. All right. Huge hit. I love that movie. Weird, mov- weird year in movies, I feel like. Yeah. That top five is I would is never funky. have guessed that as Toy is Story Die Hard Die with Hard a Vengeance three. the original? That's Die three. No, that's, oh, the, okay. that's the Sam Samuel Jackson. Jackson one. Okay, so guys, Billy Madison, as we like to do on this uh, on this podcast, we like to put it into context in the sense that uh, what did we think about this movie when it first came out? How did we feel about our initial feelings? And then we'll move on to uh, obviously because we all just rewatched it. Uh, uh, how we feel about it now? We will make the case to keep it on the pedestal. What do we like? Best scene, best performance. We'll make the case to knock it off the pedestal. What has aged badly? What was bad even then? What are its flaws in general? And then at the end, the three of us will have a vote and we'll see whether we want to keep this movie on the pedestal or knock it off. So, Billy Madison. Guys, you what go did this, first. Mike, you go first. What did this movie mean to me in 1995? Yeah. yeah. Did you see it in theaters? No, I didn't. Um, that I can recall. So here's what I would say. There's a good chance I did see it in 1995 in a theater, uh, but I don't remember the experience, which means it didn't really have an impact on me. Um, I do recall watching it like on VHS maybe a year and a half, two years later, like maybe like... I, like, I remember my friends and I were like, oh, this is a movie that we we find enjoyable. You know, you kind of, you're into it. But it was never, ever, ever a heavy rotation or, like, a super influential comedy for, for us. And I don't know if that was just, like, my age. Like, if we sort of figured it out kind of a couple years later. Maybe I was already moving on and going out and partying with my friends. So it's, like, sort of a silly comedy like this. Maybe I'd already sort of, I don't know. I, I've been trying to figure out why I don't have a relationship from that time with this movie. If anything, it's kind of become more of a pop culture by osmosis relationship with the movie. I mean, it's on TV all the time. A lot of my friends love this fucking movie. It's incredibly quotable. Uh, I do like Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler movies. Like, he became a huge star, obviously, after this was Happy Gilmore. What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Wow, that's a great, great question. I wish, I, yeah, I guess I should have thought about, about that before I came I, on. I would feel Wedding Singer is like a pure Mike movie. That's, I, I, the well, wedding. He's only done four good ones in my Yeah, it's only a few. Yeah. It's probably Wedding Singer, but I, I like Big Daddy as well. That's uh, one of the four. Yeah, right? I, I did like Big... Like, by the time we got to Big Daddy, I would say I like Wedding Singer and Big Daddy more than Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. All right. Mm. Uh, but again, I'd have to revisit them. But I remember the Wedding Singer, like, you mean it mattered four to me. comedies, because Punch Drunk Love... Oh, yeah, and I um, guess Rain Over Me was like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you just said he's only four good movies. He's got a few more than four. Yeah. Mean, if we're just saying good movies, period. What, okay, what, what, what's the other one he did? He did the... What's the other serious one? Spanglish. I, thought, I, I didn't I like Spanglish. Spanglish. I thought he was good in Spanglish. <laughs> it was fine. I liked it. Yeah. It was cheesy. And Uncut silly, Gems that we it. just saw. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there are... 
like I, I am an Adam Sandler fan. I do enjoy him. I'm certainly not an Adam Sandler fanatic. Like I know how there's people that are like, oh, Adam Sandler is like uh, he's polarizing. They're like, oh, he's hack or if you like him, it's kind of like base humor. And then there's people that are like, he's fucking, you know, a genius and all this stuff. I'm kind of like Adam, not agnostic, but in the middle. I'm an Adam Sandler fan. I'm not a fanatic. I certainly don't dislike his stuff. Yeah. But you were into his audio albums right? i did like that oh yeah we listened yeah that was one we listened to a lot the An you snl know, at a medium pace yeah. oh yeah i did like him on sml snl but i was more of like i was more like mike myers yeah, i was you're like, a huge snl guy yeah but sandler i enjoyed but like i don't know like i like i like i was never like opera man's hilarious or canteen boy is so fun like i didn't like look forward to him the way I that do i like how you did the hand gesture well, yeah. for a canteen <laughs> you know like i just i know there's people that are like he was the best but i was always like drawn to other people while still appreciating the sandman right. mm-hmm. i do like the sandman but that's so i don't really have a huge relation with it other than it was around and we definitely watched it wasn't heavy rotation recently i played uh, sex or working out uh, <laughs> it's one of the skits from uh, adam sex? sandler album. But so I was like telling my wife how, how great it was and we're playing it, you know, and she's kind of laughing a little bit. But at the end of that skit, I had forgotten that Adam Sandler uh, rape his character rapes a woman at the end of that. I skit. don't remember that either. Well, he's like, is this sex or working out? And then he pulls down her pants and starts uh, fucking her. Oh, boy. And then uh, she's like, she uh, ends up being complicit with the the rape. So she's like, shoot it all over me. And then he comes on her. uh, And then he asks her if it was sex or working out. How many bits where you just explain it, like, flatly? Well, the whole whole conceit of the bit is he plays audio (laughs) recordings for people and asks, uh, is this sex or working out? And then, you know... And they're s- obviously sex everything. Yeah, like, yeah. we are definitely fucking... There are no dumbbells, just my balls, baby. <laughs> it's like that. And then, of course, he'll tell the person who listened to that that they were just working out. And then at the end, he presumably uh, approaches a very attractive woman and then ends up having sex with her without mm-hmm. asking or anything. But it was very uncomfortable playing that <laughs> for my... Because I'm so this primed is a seminal to laugh. comedy bit of my life. Yeah. And then I was like, I guess it's okay because at the end she liked it, right? Like, and I'm like trying to, like, I'm trying to justify the bit. I know it's not okay in real life, but I'm saying the logic behind the bit. You're going to edit these, right, Pop? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes all our potential spoilers. Oh, <laughs> um, but I guess it's over to me since I started yeah. talking that, like, what, what did I think of the film when it first came out? So when it came out, I didn't know anything about Adam Sandler. I only caught this on video. I did not see it in theaters, which probably will surprise a lot of people who know me. And then I just loved it. I just thought it was such a cool movie. All my friends loved it. I remember skipping school to go see this movie quite a bit. I've probably seen it as much as I've seen Rushmore. Wow. Which is probably over 100 times. There was a phase where I was watching Rushmore every night, and there certainly was a phase where I was watching this every night. Wow. Just to fall asleep and I was re- I was I would the internet was out so I was uh, going on like trivia things about Billy Madison I know every mistake in the film I, I have the whole film memorized it's very annoying to watch it with me because I watched this with my wife last night Same here. and I'm saying every line before they say it and she's like could you just like let me hear the line like surprise is a big part of comedy you know Shane so if you get to the line before it happens on the screen it's very effing annoying especially I don't say it as good as he does uh, but yeah this movie was my introduction and loving Adam Sandler and there's five years of my life where I was absolutely obsessed with him 
uh, up until Waterboy, which he kind of like, <laughs> I, I don't like when he goes uh, voices full. Like he obviously does a voice in this movie. Yeah, but I mean, like that's the essence of Sandler. I don't like when he breaks the essence mm -hmm. of who he is. You know what I mean? So then I just little Nikki and oh, oh little Nikki. Don't even I saw that in theaters. Yeah, yeah that movie I, I did, too, because. There was a definitely a 10-year phase after Waterboy. I'm, I'm where fine I, with Little Nicky. Yeah, I, I watched everything <laughs> up until then. But anyway. Really? I Okay, well, so let me go to, to me. Uh, so I'll start with Billy Madison. Where I, I'm with you. I have zero recollection of the first time I've seen this movie. Mm -hmm. Probably because this might be actually the movie I've watched the most out of any other movie. Like Wild. I've seen it like over a hundred times easily. Also have it memorized everything. Like I've seen it so many times, there's no way for me to discern when's the first time I saw it. Uh, and then I got, I became like very Sandler obsessed. It was uh, the, the Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore and all the CDs and everything on SNL. And I liked Waterboy and I liked Little Nicky. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I can even say, I mean, if I watched Little Nicky today, I might, hate. I'm just saying I was very much in the pocket of, of everything he was doing just made me laugh. I just the, his charisma. Uh, uh, just well, did, were you obsessed with the Schmidt's gay commercial? <laughs> I loved it. That yeah. was a great. To so me, that was like the original digital short. It's one of the and funniest without, things I've ever seen. Without that, I feel like there would be no Lonely Island. You yeah. know what, too though, and I'll say though, but that's not a Sandler thing. Like that's like mm -hmm. like Sandler's in it, but that could you could literally put anybody in that Sandler role. But he's so. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's I, like the concept's amazing, and it's it's shot like a, a '90s beer commercial, which is great, and obviously the, the turn that is Schmidt's gay. But I'm saying if you'd put Mike Myers or Dana Carvey in the Sandler role, this the spot would have been the same. Yeah, I, I don't know about I don't know that. Sure, Ma that's maybe. Fair. But uh, do you think he like I, I I'm not sure of the etymology of that that skit. Right? Like, did he write it? Did very rarely do guys. Uh, I've actually read who I don't think he did write it. I think it was the concept of one of the writers on staff. But uh, but I okay. could be wrong. I, I could be wrong. Even, we should but confirm usually that. Usually with SNL, even if it's a com like usually if you're in it, you are involved. Yeah. You've, you've paired up and you've added yeah, your you're spin on it. Very rarely just kind of show up and you cut guys tell me what to do, especially if you're like a, the lead in it. Yeah. Well, and just Adam has such like a yeah. funny look. He's a great. A lot of it. it is how he looks too. Tim, uh, to I'm, I'm going to bring it up later to Tim Robinson because we talk. About, I feel like there's a lot of comparisons to Tim yes. Robinson where I can just look at Adam Sandler and I just start laughing, mm -hmm. especially back then. Like there's just something inherently funny about his vibe, his charisma, what he's doing, and yeah. So everything he was doing back then worked for me. So and I, and so this, this movie, I, I, I get. I also have it memorized. I also have a problem saying all the lines out loud when I watch it with people. It's mm -hmm. all the same, very similar. I thought, I thought this, would, this was going to be one of the tougher ones for us to do because it is, this is a really tough one for me to try to watch with fresh eyes. Mm. Just because how do you watch something you've seen 200 times I and agree. then try to yeah. critically talk about it without like, man, like how do I separate myself from it? Which is so... Well, it's the only movie I don't need to watch again. I didn't need to at all. I did. Like, I just but, had it on, yeah, but my I, brain I, I is already though, playing I'm, it. Like, <laughs> that song, I can sing that song, like, off the top of my head at any point. I'm not going to right now. Oh, okay. ask me. Like, the Do You Want Any More Gum song? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Tumble For You. But like. <laughs> I tumble for... That's... That scene's fantastic. Anyway, I'm yeah. For you. yeah. <laughs> There's a few weird little scenes in this movie. We'll get to them. That like, like, yeah. what's that scene doing in the movie other than That's just what to I show love about his it. charisma in a weird way? Yeah. Or it's like he kind of dances and he kind of. Well, to me, wanna, this was the get first. Do you want to get into it? Let's, let's let's jump in. Let's jump in. We've all watched this film within the last 48 hours, and we are going to make the argument to keep it on the pedestal. Well, Sorry, what were the, you saying? This was the first movie where I'd seen that outside of like a Naked Gun that had 
kind of like it was based in like kind of a real world, not totally, but would just have ridiculous scenes just to have them. Yep. It were it's kind of plotless scenes that were just mm -hmm. added on. And I'm like, I, I'm I'm silly like this. I I'm weird like this. I do stuff like this all the time. Like when someone's telling a story, I'll go off on a little tangent and just bore them to death. And then when that in that dancing scene was the first one where I'm like, they're absolutely going off the rails on purpose and making this not just a little celebration scene, but it's a whole scene unto itself. Yeah. And I love that about it. It's amazing. Yeah, it was like a good trigger to tell me I'm going to like this movie, mm -hmm. probably. Yeah, it happens early, and it's like this isn't a this is a weird movie. This is going to be weird. So what you were just talking, I was it's so funny. Just today, I was apropos of nothing else. I watched the the uh, what you say sketch from SNL. You know the one where they shoot each other. Yeah. Um, and then I read an interview about it after. I was just I don't know going down this weird rabbit hole. And Andy Samberg said something in that interview that relates exactly to what you just said, which was his style of comedy is basically anything like that where it basically makes no sense, but there's somehow a set of rules. They're just not the rules of reality as we know it. We generally enjoy. And I'm like, that's like, bang yeah. on Billy Madison. That's bang on what you're talking about. Where it's like, yeah, like I kind of like a movie where like completely random stuff that makes no sense happen, but they've somehow made sense of it and put it into a package and and made it hilarious. Well, even when another trigger that I was really gonna like it was when Eric and Carl are just having the inane conversation about having Trisket crackers. I ate some Trisket crackers in the car. You should have had some. Well, maybe if you told me they were delicious Trisket crackers, I could have enjoyed them with you. It's Amazing. And I'm like, is this, because I wasn't used to movies like that. Every movie I'd watched up until then was so plot-based or just so silly. And this was just them talking about how he didn't eat any uh, food. And he <laughs> ate, Carl ate delicious Trisket crackers beforehand. And why didn't he share them? And I was like, oh, this actually has nothing to do with anything. This yeah. is just a stupid, funny conversation. I wrote, but it but the it thing shows is, that, that Eric's a dick. Yeah. And that's how you introduce the villain of the, I actually wrote that down. Why like, didn't you I love any, that line. Or, why didn't you have any Triscuits for me, Well, that Carl. doesn't put the delicious Trisket crackers in my stomach. No, it doesn't, That's Carl. what it was, yeah. But it seemed like they were arguing like a, a couple or yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a guy like kicking a dog or something it was just mildly like oh why didn't you share in like a funny conversation <laughs> but yeah but they're but like you're getting at mike there are there is like you there, there's, there's thought put into it it's not just jokes in a row for no reason there is this mm -hmm. I, I said that the, it sort of remind me of of simpson style of comedy of yep. like elastic band reality where you'll stretch it and it'll go all over the place and he there might be like a clown that dies randomly out of nowhere but it'll always snap back into the structure of the film it's not like this plotless meandering mm -hmm. thing there is a story there is something going on here that keeps pulling us back into the movie thoughts on that type of humor it seemed like um just basing this off what you said earlier that you don't seem like totally down with all the randomness uh, I, I don't mind the randomness. Like, like uh, listen, like, I, like, I liked to, I liked the scene. I liked the dancing scene. I liked that there was quirky stuff in the, in the movie. Like, you know, when he's, when he's, uh, he's studying for the big test and Veronica Vaughn is like, she's taking off pieces of clothing to incentivize him to keep learning. But then they have the random scene where Chris Farley's doing it. Like he's now the bus driver's helping him. Mm -hmm. Like what's, what I like, it's like, I'm like, this makes no sense that the bus driver is now helping him and he's in the room and he's going to slowly strip. Other than it's just funny to watch Farley yeah. mm -hmm. kind of like strip tease. So it's like, that's funny visually and it's kind of weird, but it's like stuff like that kind of happens throughout the movie. I don't mind those things at all in this kind of movie. Right. My, my brain kind of just filled in the backstory that he was like, oh, uh, Veronica usually helps me study. Uh, she's busy tonight. Could you help me out? 
and then he told her, him what what Veronica did, and then Chris Farley just did that, thinking it would help because he's such right. a dumb character. Yeah. There was there was a, 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 I read a thing with Tamara Davis, the director, and she was saying when she came on, she had like the exact same problem, which is like none like half of this movie doesn't make any sense, and she had to like kind of reteach herself about like. If it's funny, that's the right answer. That's yeah. all these guys want to do. Like, what's yeah. the what's the funny thing? Like you said, like, do we need an explanation for? Uh, is something that makes more sense there good, or is Chris Farley taking his shirt off? That's the funny way to go. Let's go with the funny way. Yeah. And then I feel like this movie did it. I feel like every single Adam Sandler movie after this kind of like got worse at making those choices. <laughs> right. It feels like this was the best one at being able to make the crazy non sequitur choices while while still sticking to a sort of plot well they, they i found in the later sandler films he went from like instead of smart dumb comedy just went for dumb like he almost created like a trope of like the uh foul-mouthed old lady or the fat mm -hmm. guy who's being made fun of just because he's fat without actually yeah being funny they kept getting you know meaner I mean? and meaner and this one was like sweet kind of you know what i mean like this yeah. one had like like uh, it's it's I also liked how if this, like I feel like if this, if if Adam Sandler made this movie like ten years later, Billy would would never be this dumb, or Billy would be this dumb to start, but by the end he would be some super genius that would like absolutely take over the hotel and make the hotel do better than it's ever been before. Like there's something about how he kind of holds Billy back the whole time and really keeps him being sweet and lovable and oh gosh dumb. I don't think Billy would ever be this dumb. No. Be I don't think so. I don't think he would. Be, I don't think he would allow himself to be seen. Like as, in the in the beginning, though, I, I don't. They would be like, "This is annoying. People aren't going to like this. This test audience hates it because anyone who's able to be plucked out of a mall isn't going to want to like Billy as that." I just think Sandler is he like he's he his later characters always seem to be he's he's untapped potential. He's actually, actually brilliant. You just can't see it yet. That seems to be like his future characters. It's like he, it's like he has some ego thing where he's like, I was okay with playing the really, really, really dumb guy then, but I'm not really that. I'm going to play closer to myself, which is an awesome savant guy mm -hmm. who's very athletic and very smart. Yeah. But his behavior is just so odd. Like, it's just so weird. It's some, I've never seen someone act that dumb and then <laughs> hop out of it and be seemingly a normal person for 10 seconds and then be like a, a borderline sociopath yeah he is a sociopath mm -hmm. he's he's that well this is the thing about the billy madison character which is fascinating and when i said off the top i'd be very interested to, to have somebody watch this movie that doesn't have it baked into their dna of like course, all of us i think mm -hmm. that the whole time i'm watching it because i mean we'll get to this in the back end obviously but that mm -hmm. opening scene i do find very fascinating for a lot of reasons mm -hmm. Well, it's like anybody else doing that. I would be like, this person is horrible. Like, I hate this. The, like, the redemption story would need to be great. He would need to come more full circle, like, in, in the version you're saying, with, with yeah. the, if it was made today. But somehow he's just so lovable what in a way. What makes him so lovable? I, 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 I don't I know. That. I think it's Sandler's essence. It's just charisma, right? It's like, charisma. It's just a charisma. I wrote that down. Like, and, it's all performance and charisma. You know what it is, too, though? Is, and they do a good job of this. You can tell he does love his father. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. there's like there's something about that that's interesting. He has a soft spot for Carl, crazy Carl. It's yeah. like they sh it's like obviously has a soft spot for Veronica. Also the piss thing. Hey, look everybody, Billy peed his pants. Of course I peed my pants. 
everybody my age pees their pants. It's the coolest. Like, he makes little buddies throughout the movie where yeah. you go, okay, I can see that even though he's a disruptor and he's a real rebel rouser and a, a real scamp, it's like uh, it's like they show just enough things where it's like, oh, like if you're one of his if you're one of his friends, if you're if you're in Billy's orbit, and he likes you. Yep. It's like he will be loyal and good. There's goodness there. I think they show just enough of that where you go, oh, he's a likable guy. You know, he's just a. I also think they pulled the smart move of I think Eric is one of the best comedy villains. I was I actually made a list of like what are like the best comedy villains of all time, and the list is like quite short. Mm -hmm. Where having Eric be just the worst guy makes you want Billy to win. Like, and 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 Bradley Whitford is, it's like... Uh, he just looks like a villain. Yeah, like, when he he's does. in Get Out, even though he's He's acting, a great actor, too. Very, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So have an actor to, like that in yeah, a like stupid, a like a silly comedy is like that... Well, they always talk about that. It's like, play comedy like it's it's serious. Mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. you play it like it's serious, it's it will read better. And it's yeah. like, so when you have someone of that skill level playing the buffoon villain... It just like lifts the whole movie. Like, yeah, it's like MacGruber does that really well. <laughs> oh, Val Kilmer, No, and, and uh, the the his boss, like the MacGruber's uh, higher up, the guy who gives oh, him the of mission. Course. Yeah, 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 the, the, yeah, the captain. Um, but yeah, like like the way like he's doing like the three legged race with the kid. That's one of the funniest parts. <laughs> Dragging the kid. Get up! You're humiliating yourself. <laughs> but he's not mugging for the camera, and he's not like mustache twirling. He, the, he's just in the pocket of this character, and you believe. Yeah. It's amazing. You're humiliating yourself. <laughs> well, and he makes everything kind of believable. Like when he walks in after they've just uh, seen the the press conference where the revolting blob <laughs> principal reveals that uh, Billy's been cheating. Yeah. And he just happens to walk in at the perfect moment. He's like, oh, why so glum? <laughs> but he's doing Good. it in a way that's kind and of great. Cool. Great moment, though. It's like yeah. news report, and they see the news report, and the Norm McDonald's like, now, now, maybe it's someone else. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote down, and one, I, I always think it, but every single thing that Norm again, maybe it's just because I love Norm McDonald yeah. so much. Everything he says slays me in this well, movie. Well, I didn't feel that way, but that oh, line God. fucking killed me. Well, he has five lines, maybe, in this yeah. movie. Oh, but his presence run. is felt so yeah. much. It is. And he's just. The other thing, too, is, like, Adam Sandler can still pass for, like, 22. His buddies that hang out by the pool, it's Norm the and the other actor, are so fucking old. It's so weird. Well, those guys always look 40. Yeah, yeah. They look... But that's the thing. Sandler actually seems like, oh, he's, like, a young guy, even though Sandler was probably, I don't know, 28 when he made this movie. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, those other guys absolutely look like they're 10 or 15 years older than him. It's just mm -hmm. weird. It's just yeah. a weird I thing. I think he's supposed to be 28, and I actually did this... He plays 27. Oh, does, does he, he say twenty? Does he say twenty-seven? Yeah, he's twenty-seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but Eric, the other thing with Eric that I thought was so funny was when he pulls the gun out at the end. That makes me laugh. Like, that means oh, that yeah. this guy in the midst of this academic decathlon at all times had a gun in his back pocket, and the moment he's about to lose his like his big move is he's taking his gun out and brandishing it around the whole room. Like he's the worst, worst bad guy. Yeah, you just you just go big. There's so go many big, yeah. comedies like that where it's like. At that point, you're all in. Like I, I sometimes think about these guys writing it, Tim Hurley and and Sandler, and they're just like, when you get to the third act and you have to have him collapse, and he, it's the ethics question, like as if he doesn't know how to answer an ethics question. It's just like we <laughs> need to have this. Like they need to get to a point, and they don't necessarily care how they get there as long as they get to him collapsing. So the guy can't answer an ethics question, whatever. Um, and then he, he has the gun. It's like, at that point, it's like, we just need this to be funny. We need a dramatic ending. What's the funniest thing we could have him do here? He, like, kicks yeah, the thing it's and like pulls the gun him, out. So to me, him pulling the gun out is stupid, but it leads to the Steve Buscemi shooting him and doing, like, the the sort of the signal and then Sandler being, thank God I called that guy. <laughs> like, 
that's the sort of stupid, even the way that shot is framed, where it sh it's kind of a long shot of Sandler on the stage, he goes, Man, I'm glad I called that guy. That guy. Mm -hmm. It's a weird scene yeah. in a movie full of them, but that works when you talk about Tamara Davis being like, if it's funny, it it's flies. It's a well-direct, yeah. that's another thing. It's that almost like he looks into yeah. the camera. Mm -hmm. It's almost like it's almost like a breaking a third wall sort of piece mm -hmm. for him, which is weird and hadn't happened a lot during throughout the movie, but I'm like, that's funny. So it's yeah. like, we got here, so I don't mind the trigger, even though the trigger's not my I've thought not that my several taste. times where there's a few things that aren't that funny, but the end is funny, exactly. so I'm okay with all of it, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It was also a well-made film. Yeah, it I, was. I felt like there was a lot of like there was there was thought put into certain mm -hmm. shots. Like uh, especially off the start, there's like say they'd be making a drink, right? And then they would follow the action from the drink to the conversation with like mm -hmm. Carl and Eric and the dad. It's like I just I just thought, oh, like clearly the director, like even though these people are insane, she's like, I'm going to with dignity ply my craft and plan out yeah. shots and move the camera in a certain yeah. way. They had a different director like on for like a week. Who apparently was just like a disaster. It was like what, like they, the studio wanted her, and then Sandler, and they were like, no, no, we have our own guy. I didn't see who, does see who it was? But like they had to like fly her in like last minute to Toronto because the whole thing was shot here in Toronto, uh, very obviously too. Um, Christine Armstrong was in this movie. Really, she was one of the kids. Yeah. Wow, I didn't I know didn't that. Know that. Yeah. Editor friend of ours. Yes, who's doing big things yeah, now. Yeah, big, big things. Um, man, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, I knew he shot in Toronto because he was just at uh, TIFF, Toronto International Film Festival, and he'd said on the red carpet, I, I guess uh, Tyrone of E-Talk asked, what was, what's your favorite, what's one of your favorite movies? Did you guys see this? Yeah, I think I sent this to you. Oh, you, you sent, sent it. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, you sent it, Johnny, sorry. Uh, and he and he said, uh, I always think of Billy Madison, I shot that here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't I didn't know it was Toronto. I thought the mansion, to me, it's like, it must have been July in Toronto, because, like, I, I passed for California to me, but maybe I'm just ignorant. Well, just that, that house, I forget the name of the house. but it Oh, gets you, it's shot, a famous house? Yeah, it's like X-Men, and every time there's, like, a big mansion that's shot in Toronto, they always use that house, and the inside is Casa Loma, and all these schools are kind of recognizable schools from around oh. Toronto. Well, you know, and you're Pioneer like Pioneer Village. You're a rich Toronto kid. You know these things. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> me and Shannon from the know, slums of yeah. Hamilton. You know, to me, that could have been fucking uh, Hawaii. I don't you know. know Pioneer Village. I don't. Really? Yeah. Do you know Pioneer Village? No. Really? Yeah. I'm not oh, lying about like, Pioneer when they Village. Do that pi <laughs> Stop <laughs> lying about Pioneer Village. When they do that Pioneer Village like field trip, I'm like, that is the exact field trip at that exact location that I went to at that age. That's so funny. Yeah, but why would we get to go to a field trip I guess Pioneer you guys Village? are Hamilton guys. Yeah, right, true. I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> but we come together for our common love of films. Yes, yes. Uh, what else do we like about this film, guys? Well, did you notice the penguin jerking off Chris Farley at the end? I did. I notice it. You did? did? Yeah, of course. Okay, because a lot of people didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. when Farley looks down? What I was yeah. wondering is if in, I watched it on Crave, did they did they frame it differently? No, that's the reason a lot of people don't notice it. I it, had a memory of seeing the hand rub the crotch. No. It was never like that. No, nope. it's always effect. been like that. I thought they changed it for, for, for like TV or something. No. Oh, it's... The face Farley makes, like so, mm -hmm. so, and also he kind of kisses the beak, sucks the beak, and then, and then, and then the, the the penguin starts rubbing him, and the way he looks down at his dick, like oh. <laughs> well, I think it was absolutely what happened is it was framed for a kissing scene. They're like, it's going to be really funny when you go around the beak, and it just kept rolling, and they're like, we're not going to use that, but whatever. And yeah. then they just had the idea, what if we do use it? And then no one said anything. Yeah, you're right. It's probably it's, mm -hmm. I think that was a lot of this movie. Yeah, it was a lot of just. Have like, you seen ever seen the behind the scenes of this, like on a Blu-ray or no, anything? I've seen all the nope. deleted scenes. But not Sandler that. basically directed everything. It's uh, crazy. Like all the kids scenes, like okay, do that again. Now do this. Now do that. Be like, and then he just gets slips back into character. It's pretty right. fascinating to watch. That's awesome. Somebody, I was listening to somebody on a podcast talking about doing films with uh, Sandler, uh, 
and how he he wants to cast people. Oh God, who was it? Was it David Spade or it was somebody that was talking about the way he directs? Like when one he's of the on, grown ups guys. I yeah, but like he wanted to cast James. his mom in a film, but then the way he gets very like you just you just have to do it like this, like do it like this, and he's like. No, 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 it's only a couple seconds, and then he'll go, 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 go. And then when they get to the point, it was like it was his aunt or his mom. And then when he saw, like, the dailies, and it was, he's like, he, he cut her from the editor or something. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's pretty obsessed with his... This is the point of the story yeah. that I'm telling. And I might be butchering it, but I heard it Which is very time. shocking, especially because some of his movies seem like such pieces of shit. It's like, why would you even care? And you're so rich at this point. But mm-hmm. Billy, I understood why he cared about like billy madison because this was like his big shot yeah i wonder if he just had so much so many times studios have told him what to do and like like, because his comedy is so weird and so different and there aren't movies made like that if he's just so used to i need to put my back up i bet you at snl same thing when he's coming in and he's pitching like like you said canteen boy and this sort of stuff like i need to make sure everyone understands that half of this joke is performance and if you don't say it like this properly the joke doesn't work yeah only i can make this funny correct like he is such a unique performer that like yeah he's the he's the secret ingredient it's like if you read an adam sandler script you're probably like okay okay Tim Robinson, same. Have you have you read scripts for, for? I was thinking about that before we even started recording. Yeah, have you yeah. read all the scripts for for? Uh, I think you should leave. I think yeah. you should leave. There's no way that reads as nearly no as funny as He's the actual performance. That, well, that's why when you said Schmidt's gay could be performed by anyone, I had to really think about it. I don't think you're like dead wrong. Yeah. But at the end, when uh, he. Chris Farley uh, goes, uh, what is he? What's the question? All I remember is Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah, because we say it all the time. I know. Adam Sandler goes, uh, yeah. But I think Are Chris- we coming back next next week? Something or, like or that. Or like, I could get used to this or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that it just sticks yep. in my mind. And I think if anyone else said that, I wouldn't have been duplicating it for the last 20 years. It's a great point. And it's like it's like the the way he says the line, like, thank God I called that guy. It's like if another person said it, they would say it in a different way where that line mm-hmm. wouldn't resonate. No, he makes it special. You know, he's yeah. very um he reminds me of like a like a, a hooky song. Like people that write songs that have hooks. He, this movie is full of hooks. Well, this movie is so quotable. Like I think that thing. must yeah. be the thing well, about it. Well, he's this so movie, lyrical, right? like just in the way he speaks. And everything yeah. is like uh it's a thing that you know, you look at it and you go, what? Whatever. But it's like he makes it memorable mm-hmm. and like, stick. If you saw a line on a script that says, I think shampoo is better, I go on first and clean the hair. Shampoo is better. I go on first and clean the hair. Conditioner is better. I leave the hair silky and smooth. That's not fun. It doesn't read funny at all. And yet, it's one of the most quotable lines in like comedy movie history, like everyone I my know. My wife kinda, still says, "Stop looking at me, Swan." Stop looking at yeah, me, Swan. Like all, all this stuff, but it, and it's all, see. I think the shampoo line and the conditioner line is kind of funny on its but own. It, but but it's the not, Swan but line, it's not like I, legendary. Yeah. It's not like like why does everyone I know know that line? Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's funny on paper, but he elevates it to such yeah. a degree. He certainly elevated it. And yeah. like, do you double dare me? Like, he's just like why? Like, he just says lines I got problems with that perfectly. Line. <laughs> I, and I guess that's why he writes it. 
Right. Yeah. This is his script. I know exactly how it will come out of my mouth. That makes sense. The the this, the, the one the, the thing that that made me laugh the most this time is so there's always something new that makes me like laugh mo was when he's drawing the picture of Veronica and he's like really quietly being like, "Oh yeah." That got me. Oh, my. That's the same thing oh, that got me. Oh god, yes, lordy. Yeah. Like <laughs> just, Oh lord. Oh lord. And but and it's like she's, yeah. but, but it's only like a, like it's a very like cartoony picture. It's not even like sexual but I, it's pretty good, though. You know it's a what good I mean? picture. It's better than you think Billy could do compared to his uh, thing he did with the cotton balls. Yeah. Like, why is he absolutely why can terrible he not at make that? A snowman. I wrote that. Down. Yeah. That's you. He is like really, really dumb. His character. Mm. Billy is like one of the dumbest characters in movie history. That that snowman thing actually kind of got me too. Well, one of my favorite parts too is when he's trying to talk to the the hot mom outside. And oh like, my god! Great scene. <laughs> And then uh, he's trying to impress her, and then he's like, well, I got to get on the bus. Yeah. Uh, you know, I supervise the bus drivers, make sure they're turning the wheel properly. Oh, hey, and then Miss Lippy comes over and puts a macaroni necklace over his yeah. neck. Thank you very much, Miss Lippy. <laughs> and his shitty snowman, which makes him look like he's totally mentally challenged or something's absolutely wrong with him. Thank you very much, Miss Lippy. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> then gets on the bus. Like, oh, and then there's another moment like that where he's uh, fooling around with the teacher at the in his tent at yeah. the graduation, yeah. which is insane that Veronica would go in the tent and bust yeah. a move. <laughs> no, uh, and then Carl walks in. He's like, "Oh, Carl, yeah. so good to see you!" <laughs> like he, that voice he puts on is yeah. such a classic Adam Sandler good voice. Like it's like his uh, jabbity hoo hoo. Yeah, you blew it. He's like he's a very good screamer. He's a very good mid level guy, and he's a very good jabbity doo hoo guy, which no one could do. No, other but, than him. So. He has so many quotable lines, but we were just saying about Norm and yeah. Chris Farley. Like, so many of the best lines are other people. Like, I think that uh, that the principal, the high school principal, like, right at the end has, like, the two best lines in the movie. Where he's like... If there is any attempt by either contestant to cheat, especially with my wife, who was a dirty, dirty tramp, I am just going to snap. I am just going to snap. Yeah. Like, that, that actor... James Downey. Is literally in like the running for best performance for me. Yeah. yeah. He's in the fucking film and he, he literally two, had he two lines. three minutes of screen time, yeah. if that. That might even be generous. And the answer line, the may God have mercy on your soul line, like they are- That extended one Ooh. shot, that is one take. Like, so Adam Sandler does the big soliloquy at the end and he's mm -hmm. like, and the dog is capitalism, whatever. They buy football rules and everyone- They yeah. give the cheer, which is a funny button on that line. And then they go to that guy. The, the pace and the sort of the sincerity with which he says that line have me in fucking stitches. I'm yeah. like, this oh, is I the love that. this is the funniest part of the movie by far. And I kept thinking about Tim Hurley and Adam Sandler if they were laughing as they were writing that. Oh, they and then to. once they saw that guy perform it, they must have been like, this he is, was a writer on SNL too, right? James Downey. Downey. Yeah, James yeah. Downey. Jim Downey. Yeah. Well, he was very famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he had those like uh, thoughts, right? Like, is he Jack Handy? He's Jack Handy. Oh no. wait, no, I'm fucking okay. that Jack up. Jack Handy. Yes. But but, but so I've never known what that Jack Handy is one of the I've read I've read Jim Downey and all of the like that SNL oral history and stuff by James Miller, but I've never known what he looked like and I did not know he was a performer. So that's yeah. that's the SNL writer in yeah. that scene. You got it. But that scene you're talking about. And he's about, always like I, I I told this actually on the pod that fucked up. Like yeah. Greg and I told this, I think, where uh, uh Greg is Mike's brother. Yeah. So we and we went to college <laughs> together. So there was a time where we didn't 
we didn't have time to complete this project properly. So I had this idea we were just going to do this super elaborate performative thing in class that was going to be so outrageous the teacher would have to give us a good mark. <laughs> and I, I was kind of like thanking a Billy the whole time. And sure enough, we did. We had like uh, we brought in like a ghetto blaster, had music playing, sound effects, and we had a, a PowerPoint presentation. It was pretty amazing, but it was about nothing. And then we were like, "So, what do you think?" And the teacher did the thing. The Billy Madison thing. She's like, at no point did that make any sense. None of that was relevant information. I appreciate the effort, but you wasted everyone's time. And unfortunately, you still fail. That's amazing. So we, she didn't pass this, but we, that was like one of the best moments. Like, I just thought it was so funny, straight out of a movie. And it actually happened the way you'd want it to happen, yeah. which never happens. No. But it was totally Billy Madison inspired. Do I do best performance? Yeah, let's is, go to best you, performance. Are you Jim Downey? Well, let's go to let's go to let's go to best scene first. Okay, sure. So best. Well, no, we're already here. Oh, so let's. No, let's I, I want to go to best scenes too, before performance. I, I don't even know what. Okay, do perform. Well, I mean. Okay, sure. Do do it, whatever you want. Is it not Sand? I mean, it feels like Sandler wins handily, unless. I mean, it's such are you Jim an idiosyncratic. Only mm -hmm. Sandler could pull it off. So it's like. It's just like this movie doesn't work with anybody else in the world. Yeah. There's probably a bunch of actors that could deliver the line like that. That guy, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Farley has. Well, that this Veronica is Farley's Vaughn line. Is is like that? Veronica Vaughn is one piece of ace. I know from experience, dude. You know what I mean. They talk about how Farley is literally like his thing is that there's no small role. He's a famous scene star. There's yeah. that famous SNL sketch where it's the 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 pepper. Do you want it, the pepper? Yeah. And it's a Sandler, another stupid Sandler sort of character, like ah, oh, the pepper, and. They go, will you be in the skit? And, and Farley's like, yeah, like you have one line. He's like, He's one line, I know this. He grabs the beard from the, the maker. He's like, I want to wear a beard. And then when it comes time for his fucking line, it was, I would love some pepper, pepper boy. And he delivers it. And he fucking steals the sketch. Yeah. And it's just like, there's no small roles. No. That whenever they say that to actors or sketch performers, like Farley embodies that. It's like, okay, I'm going to be the bus driver. I have three scenes in the whole film. Yeah, I'm going to steal this shit. My, my computer, when I used to boot up my computer when I was a teenager, I had it start every time with that Veronica Vaughn is mm -hmm. one piece of ace. That whole, <laughs> that whole line, because I thought it was incredible. And I thought that when he was eating the sandwiches, that would make you laugh the hardest this time. No, it was exactly what you it said. It was mine, though. Yeah, lordy, hundred percent. What I uh, oh, we're so we're talking about scenes now uh, or best wait, performance? Oh, best performance. If you agree, Sandler? We can move on. Yeah, it has to be Sandler. It for does. Me. It, yeah. it yeah. does. It does. There's some honorable mentions, but Sandler is okay. So best scene then, because you're you're jacked to say best scene. No, it's just because. Uh, well, here's the thing. Now it's hard. Like I can't even say the best scene now. But th then it was certainly the sloppy Joe scene. Sloppy Joes. <laughs> I made them extra sloppy for you. That scene like somehow transformed me. I was like, how <laughs> could how could anyone write something this funny? Like, not only does it's is it so weird, like, here's some more sloppy Joes. <laughs> I know how you kids like them. Extra sloppy. That's hilarious in right. its own right. Just so weird. But for him to say, Lady, you're scaring us. Oh my and god. And to have everyone laugh in this woman's <laughs> face. And she and the woman too. even laugh and enjoy it is so hilarious. Maybe my to most me. quoted line from yeah. that movie, "Lady, you're scaring us." Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's it's in the same world as I, I really thought this was funny at the time. It's a little dated now, but uh, when Adam Sandler is saying "peeing your pants is cool" and the old woman says "if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles, Miles Davis. Davis." Great line. So so that is 
in the same world as the sloppy Joe in the sense that that's funny in its own right. But uh, when Adam Sandler goes, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go. And then it's like he still insults her. I just thought that those those yeah, scenes like that, I, I loved. I loved the Jack Nicholson line. Hey, Billy, who would you rather bone? Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? Jack Nicholson now or 1974? 74. Meg Ryan. Yes. That's, that might be the best joke in the movie, like actual joke. You could say that mm -hmm. outside of the movie and it still works. You could you take think that writing strong. You is. could take that scene and put it in another movie 100%. and that's a hilarious like conversation. It obviously you think the joke is, oh, he's going to go for the gay. It's a gay joke somehow. Yeah. And it still somehow is, but it's softened. It's not really though. It's it's Jack Nicholson now or Jack like just what a great response <laughs> to that that Well, I get it is only in the sense that you're putting a man in it, which automatically puts Makes you it on funnier, that ground. I guess. I'm not saying that in a negative I think it's more a Jack Nicholson, like it's that it's No, the, the, the joke is, it's like if you're sitting around with a bunch of your buddies and you go, who would you rather be with, Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? It's like, obviously Meg Ryan, bro. But it's like without missing a beat and a completely straight yeah, face. All the deadpan. We, we have questions. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's like, exactly. It's not the end of the, the question right here. Yeah. You would think it's an obvious answer. follow up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, it's just great. And it's it's delivered really fun, funnily. Yeah. I love that joke. My favorite scene is, is the Steve Buscemi. I think that's like a short film. When yeah. he calls, when he calls Buscemi, and when he says, "I'm really sorry," I have sore that in my notes, it. man. That pardon? I have that in my the Steve Buscemi uh, scene is uh, it's perfect. Such a nice addition. It is feel like this own little island of a scene. Yeah. Uh, and I said it's always stuck with me. Funny pacing. Steve Buscemi plays it amazingly. He's. I think he acted the best in the entire movie. So good. He did. It's the strength of a real having a real actor yeah. and how he like crosses out the name and puts on the lipstick and the music. Like it's all. It's perfect. But he acts exactly the way you'd expect yeah. someone to act if they actually didn't know who you were and had to remind you of high school. Like, oh yeah. Like, no, no problem. Oh. Like he just does who it so this? like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. But then, but like, he was then ready to, to murder him. Like yeah. the backstory mm -hmm. for that whole. There's a whole other movie happening over here. Where there's a guy who was picked on in high school that was ready to go on a killing spree, murdering every single person who was going to that picked on him back in the day. That oh. scene has always stuck with me for a few reasons. It's like, like, it always made me think about people that get bullied in high school, and not like in a way that's like you never know who's going to come back and kill you, but just more about. I always felt so bad for the Steve Buscemi character. I know he's going, he's a killer, mm -hmm. but I just felt so sad for him in his little like on his couch, and he's so nice. He's oh okay, oh all right. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, I had such immense empathy for that Steve Buscemi character. I'm just like I wish enough people would see this and feel guilty about bullying, which is yeah. kind of ironic because Billy Malson is like essentially a bully throughout the whole movie, but then he has this sort of I guess Veronica Vaughn is making him a better person mm -hmm. she's the one that says maybe you weren't so nice to kids when you were in yeah. high school but i love that scene i love that love scene it. is that your favorite scene too well it's funny you Pretty say good. that because because what i had marked as my favorite scene was the the exchange between the like after he makes mm -hmm. the big speech and then the jim downey that's, doing yeah. the, that was my that was gonna say that's the best scene but I, i'm i'm I, you've convinced me that that steve buscemi one because i remember this if you had asked me i haven't watched this movie in like a decade if you had asked me i would remember that scene i would have mentioned out. yeah i forgot about the fucking the we're turn? all dumber for yeah. having listened to that i love i love the uh revolting blob uh <laughs> giving adam sandler a love note and then it's scrolling down and saying 
P.S. I'm, I'm horny, horny on Valentine's Day. I know that's very uh, <laughs> lowbrow humor, but I, I, I love can just it. change this. <laughs> I love when knowing uh, it's coming and it still hits you. I love when uh, Billy is uh, after he's being bullied in school. He comes back to elementary school. And he's like trying to pretend it's great, but then the kid's like, "Gee, I can't wait till I go to high school." The kid's just an absolutely terrible actor, just hired because he's very overweight. I think he might have been hired just to be. I wonder if he was if he jiggled kids. Probably, but he still he delivers his line like in a very bad yet good way. Gee, I can't wait till I go to high school. Don't you say that. Like it would be funny even if the kid wasn't overweight, and I think it's actually funnier now. if he wasn't, but like, don't you say that. Don't you ever stay that. Stay here as long as you can. Cherish it. And just that part still mm-hmm. I find very funny. And the other, my other biggest small laugh is when he's watching. You you did it in because you recreated this for one of your much recreates things. Oh, I played Adam Sandler in did. a much recreates for Billy Madison, one of the high and, points. And you of my did life. one of my favorite <laughs> jokes, which is when he's watching that that doghouse show. And he goes, speak for yourself, moron. And he just screams, oh, speak my God, yourself, that is moron. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of my, I'll, I'll, I, I, I just have fire a off, fire I'm going to do, do, Shane is so excited that we're doing Billy Madison today. <laughs> okay, so when Eric wins. <laughs> this is the most activated I've ever seen you in one of these spots. This should have been your uh, pedestal, personal pedestal movie. I know, but this is actually like such this a high a real, water, right. watermark for so many people. Uh, when Eric, uh, when they're doing the decathlon or whatever, and uh, Eric beats him at the 100-meter race, and then Billy gets frustrated and pushes him over the bench. And then it's just two kids like, Oh, gross. Did you see that guy's balls? Yeah, they were weird looking. They were weird looking. Good performance, too, from those kids. Like, it was good. Great performance. Yeah, that like, was the perfect delivery. That was good. The decathlon when he when Eric catches on fire and Billy's mm. laughing and clapping. Oh, yeah. That made me laugh. Like, he, like, ostensibly killed. Like, Eric dies in that scene for, for no reason and just comes back. There's a, he also has a scene with Eric after Eric like makes uh, the, the principal of the, the whatever say that Billy paid his way out, mm-hmm. and then Billy kisses him on the lips and he says, "I knew it was you." Like yeah. the, the Godfather <laughs> reference with yeah. Fredo. And that's a funny moment because it's yeah. like you wonder how much of his audience will even catch that that's a Godfather mm-hmm. reference, but it's just kind of funny. And in he of goes itself. for it too, like he grabs him, yeah. and kisses him. Like like if you hadn't seen the Godfather and you're just like, some, but I think now nowadays that line so famous has a little bit more distance. But then that was very close to the Godfather's release. I guess that's true. Release. If you watched that for the first time in 95. Mm-hmm. Anyways. All right. Uh, uh, lastly, I'll last just one, last say, one. like, you guys know Robert Schmeichel's in this? Oh, yeah. 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 So I did Borophil. like, I liked his performance as the uh, science teacher when he's laughing at himself. He's like, and chlorophyll. Yeah. And he, just that performance, even more than Adam Sandler's reaction to him saying borophyll right. and all that. No, I will not make out with you. But uh, anyway, she yeah. Wants to just recite the whole movie and get out there's of so many. <laughs> there's so many scenes that I just think are, are so well oh, yeah. done and so smart. I did love him sucking at high school. That was great. Like, when he yeah. gets out of the fucking car with his collar popped and his yeah. jean coat. Him, like, yeah. The fact that the shirt is an Ario Speedway yeah. shirt was so, so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, as if, like, wearing an Ario Speedwagon shirt in, like, 1990. Like, there's no context at all that he should think that's going to be a super-duper cool shirt. It's amazing. And, and just <laughs> acknowledging that this guy operates really well with the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, that's his level. And then the minute he gets to high school, it's like he can't really quite fit in. Well, even after he has the pudding, on his head he, like he has the pudding on his head for so long when yeah. he's talking to the kids in the cab he's like are you kidding I'm still cool you guys are losers I'm, but he's still with a straight face having pudding all over him I found that pretty funny yeah okay so uh, it'll be the last thing I mentioned of fa- favorite parts but 
when the note is being passed around in school and it's the old like trope of where the teacher's like, excuse me, uh, what couldn't wait till after class? And then the teacher reads the note aloud, <laughs> but the note is making fun of the teacher. Oh, crushing. It's yeah. tra- I wrote it's tragic. That's in my notes because it's tragic. Like this principal loves <laughs> teaching and loves kids and is like, just because your teacher's, I, I hope you're still going to learn today. And I know it's obviously, the, it's so on the surface, the humor is, oh, we're making fun of the teacher because he's fat. But to me, I'm just laughing at, that teacher could be real thin, anything. Just yeah, the fact kids, that the note hate. is regarding the teacher and making fun of the teacher and the kids are saying, I wish he would march in oncoming traffic like to me that is just so hilarious that and the, the teacher read- continues to read it and his heart is breaking as he's especially because it. it starts with like we're so lucky to have principal anderson so it starts oh. with him being all excited that maybe this when he is says a- we're, th- uh, we're so lucky to have principal anderson teaching us today and he goes <laughs> like he does like he's a little proud happy. moment he's so, he's like, oh this note is about what like this is my dream my dream's coming true Love that. Anyway, yeah. anyways. Also, on. also in that scene that that the, the big quiz show at the end, some of those panels are hilarious. Like, oh yeah, my I married wife the tramp. I married common street trash. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? I was like that is hilarious. Yeah. yeah, that was funny. Human dog, uh, dog poo in the human response. Yeah, that's a good one. All, All right. right, we have praised this movie for a good almost an hour now, yeah. but uh, it is time to move on to reasons to potentially knock it off the pedestal. Uh, what has aged badly? What was bad even then? What are its flaws? Well, one thing I will say has aged badly is the boob grab is assault, brother. I dare you to touch your boobs. Touch your boobs? That's assault, brother. <laughs> you double dare me? That yeah. is the number one thing on hey, my... Well, it's weird because he also acknowledges, acknowledges the assault oh, yeah. and then does it carries it out and then later on veronica is like well it's not the first time someone's tried to grab my I chest i wrote that line down <laughs> i'm like whoa and it's like oh you're just fine with it so i guess it's like in that time you just have to accept it and just be like oh you get away from me like she finds yeah. it charming when she acknowledges she's like i double dare you and he's like his embarrassment isn't that he just sexually assaulted this woman mm-hmm. it's that she caught on like it was so people would argue that scenes like that are some of the most insidious scenes when it comes to how we've grown up as Mm -hmm. men and sort of our view of like uh oh like it's like that girl i think has a crush on me and sort of like the 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 pursuing or the the pressure of it because you think that they're going to be like veronica vaughn and like well i doubled it's like i'm going to say i don't want to do this but secretly i kind of want to so many Mm -hmm. times until until she gets me Exactly. So, like, a scene like that, it's played for laughs, and it's like, we grow up watching a scene like that, and it becomes kind of like a weird operating thing, or it normalizes, like, this weird fucking thing that Well, it confuses you, because you're like, oh, like... Are, am I supposed to like just uh, make a move and be aggressive when I see my chance? Do I ask? Like, yeah. what, what do women like? And he's not even making a move. That's the other thing. He's just being, like like lecherously gross like it's just a day to grab her boobs and he's like do you double dare me like mm-hmm. it's not it's not even like well he's not trying to be gross he's trying to prove to the kids that he's cool yeah that's what i mean that's mm-hmm. what i mean it's not a move on her it's just like assault that's why it's like there is a lot of mean stuff like this in this movie and and and, and but that that's i don't want to go away from it yet because that's like the meanest it's it's, mm-hmm. it's like this is I don't know why I'm supposed to like Billy sometimes, and this is absolutely like this guy. Can, how is this guy the hero of this movie? Mm-hmm. That this, but at least it was a dare. Like that's kind of the, what gets him away with it. That he's just trying yes. to. 
but it still was written by you know Adam Sandler. So yeah, and it's it's just he wrote it in there though that she absolves him of that's the worst part any yeah, like wrongdoing. Yeah. So then in your brain you're like, oh well, she was into it. Yeah, which it, is kind it of certainly doesn't hold thing. up. But at that time, I don't think he thought anything of it. No, he thought it was playful. He's mm-hmm. like recording each other, all that shit. Whatever he built in his mind as far as the characters arc. But it's like, say it's another movie where this woman doesn't fall in love with this rich idiot, mm-hmm. and then he just touches her boob. Yep. She's like, well, even the chlorophyll borophyll scene. Like, I don't think nowadays, if we're talking about what doesn't age well, you could have a scene where like a fourteen or thirteen year old, if he's in grade nine is he's accusing the it's girl of wanting to make out with him. Yeah. It's like, no, I will not make out with you. Like, you would never do that as a 27-year-old man. 100%. Yeah, everyone would be in the audience like, whoa, like, what are you talking so about? So you're lying about, like, this, this woman wanting this to make out child? with you? Well, like, that's you, the thing. You're I mean, watching it now and you're like... a rape joke? It is kind of a rape joke, mm-hmm. isn't it? Well, it's just like, either way, yeah, sexualizing yeah. his interaction with the 14-year-old. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's yeah, just it's weird. It's immediately where he goes. It goes sexual, like, immediately. But, you know, he doesn't... Th- and then at the end of the movie, they also have that thing where his other buddy, not Norm MacDonald, tries to make out with the very young-looking girl. Yeah, yeah, and then she's like, no. Yeah, And which, it's like, what? So he was going to go for it, but he only didn't make out with this girl who's 20 years younger because she denied him? Yeah. Then there's weird stuff. But, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, there's a few things... The, the movie feels very, like... It was written by guys in their 20s that it's a boys club and it's kind yep. of like their perspective on things, which the, is why I think adolescent boys love this movie. You the know? trope of the like idiot man boy who gets the ridiculously hot girl. Just if you think about things that don't age well, that doesn't age well. Right. Like that's a bit that's a huge thing in Adam Sandler movies. Well, I do think any, anyone also who's like this movie, I feel like contributed to bullying in a negative way, probably oh, yeah. more than any other film. Like, like the stuttering thing is yeah, if you funny, had a but stutter, man, is it mean? Today, Junior. Oh, that would like would ruin your life. Ruin your life, yeah. Anytime, any if I like a person who doesn't stutter, but I sometimes stammer, people would be like today or like always. There's got to be kids who have PTSD because in the '90s, if they had a little bit of a stutter, they're that's easy way for bullies to go because it's cool. Adam Sandler, the, the movie that we all quote, Adam Sandler, Billy Madison, he says, today, Junior, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. Oh, I agree with you. It's, it's, there's, there's all, so many mean, mean things where Billy is, is a bully and remains a bully. Well, I don't, you know, we talked about the opening scene earlier, you know, when he's, when I'm watching him at dinner with his dad's colleagues and he's sipping the soup and he's sort of just being petulant asshole, such a buffoon. I'm like, I can see how this would be funny if you were 12. Because when you're 12, the idea of, like, being disruptive or, like, making yourself the spectacle and kind of being, like, just that way at a dinner, that's funny. It's funny to be sort of, like, a a disruptor. It's sort of, it's bad. It's wrong. You're not allowed to do that. And, like, with a bunch of stuffy adults. And it's like, he's really sort of playing up this, like, I'm acting like a six-year-old at a table, but I'm 27. So that's kind of the comedy, I guess, if you're a little bit older. But watching it now, I was just like... I was like, I hope the rest of the movie, like, I hope it gets better because if if, if, if it's like this, and, and I couldn't quite remember how the movie was, I was like, is he really like, oh, yeah, no, 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 you know, and it's like, I'm just eating soup and all this shit. It's like, it's like, am I going to be sent through, an, if I'm sent through an hour and a half of him being a fucking asshole where it's just like, I like, I'm uncomfortable watching it. I'm like, I, anyway, I, I all I'm trying to say is that opening scene doesn't hold up. I think he's playful in the tub. But then when he's kind of like performatively like trying to like 
I don't know. Just be are you like, counting the him drunk driving around in the golf cart too? Or do you mean the whole opening in general? I think the drunk driving around in the golf cart establishes him as a rich kid that has no rules, that basically lives at his own pace and does his own life. And that that's and I mean the, the penguin thing's weird. Yeah. Like it's like he wants. But to, is he drunk or did he just have too much sunstroke? Sun. He could have had sunstroke. Yeah. I, sure. I, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. Adam might be able to answer it. Also, do we think that Adam? I think he's good looking in this movie. Of course. Oh, yeah. oh uh, I asked. That's kind of his secret power. Him. I know. Yeah. I asked asked my wife this and she said oh absolutely not i'm like you're crazy no like, i don't, I don't I th- think I everybody thinks he's good looking oh uh my wife told me that everyone thought he was right yeah, yeah. so I, I don't think that's common but maybe it's young is. adam sandler people and every time i hear of uh, like someone talking about adam sandler when he was young they'd be like oh man he would just go out and get every single girl like oh here's the thing though because he's 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 handsome like he's like but he's i not, mean like before he was a star i mean when he was just on the same level as like oh, okay sorry what i'm saying is it's like because he's like he's not unattractive and he's so fucking charismatic couldn't you see him walking into any pub and just being like he'll make a joke and then yes. he'll kind of be intent intuitive so when they say adam used to just before he's famous get every girl at nyu i can't remember where he went to school i think he went to nyu film school it's like i see that like somebody that sort of smart and charismatic and performative i don't doubt it for one I second. think I, I put him in the same category as Andy Samberg, who I consider someone who people consider very good looking. What about Pete Davidson? No. Pete Davidson has, like, I guess something that people are drawn to, but I would consider Pete Davidson not attractive. So I think he's most attractive out of... I think he's very. I, th- I I agree. There's something there's intriguing something or endearing. The, but like what what Mike was saying about like that, there is something about that charisma owning the room. But that I think makes it's you... different. If if Adam Sandler was just standing there not talking, or Andy Samberg, I'd be like, those guys are unique looking, but undeniably attractive. All but right. if if Pete Davidson just stood there, I'd be like, is that person a little ill or something? <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired at Pete Davidson. Well, I'm yeah. just speaking the truth. <laughs> but do you not do you not think Andy Samberg's attractive? I think that because Andy Samberg is funny, people find him attractive. I think they're attracted. I think I think he's somebody that is like like I think if you put Andy Samberg in a lineup with like a bunch of what you would consider like above average attractive guys, I don't think people would think he's attractive. Right. I don't you know what I mean? But I think because he's so fucking funny, people love him. And then they right. go, "Oh, he's But I don't know. You go on like some people like who are who people consider funny. You go on their Instagram and every comment isn't just about like how hot they are. Well, I mean, there's going to be certain people that just aren't super hot. What I'm saying is it's like if you're if you're average, right? I see. I see. I'm saying if yeah, you're yeah. if you're a seven, but you're funny, it makes you a ten. Yeah, I think that's kind of, that's, I, that's yeah. I guess what I was saying with Pete Davidson too. Where it's like yeah. if if I had just looked at Pete Davidson, maybe not, but because I know he's on this. Yeah, and so every funny. comment on Pete Davidson is just saying how hot he is. So yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I was good. I was in the in the opening when he's in the pool and he's putting the sunscreen on. I'm like, his body looks amazing too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man. I'm like, so you, oh, so you do think Adam was attractive? I do. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, I. I the reason I brought it up is because I thought I as I was watching the film, I'm like, wow, he was like, even though he's buffooning out, he's in great shape. He looks really young, and I think he's. I compare think him so? to Bob Dylan or uh, what's lead singer? Bob Dylan's a really good one. Bob Dylan, when he was young, yeah. he had three years where he looked amazing. That's a good. And, that's a good. Comment. And then he just looked uh, like I think Adam Sandler. A lot of people would say is ugly now. So let's spend the next twenty minutes talking about all the guys we think are good looking. Well, it's an interesting issue. conversation. <laughs> it is. You know? I know it is. Of course it is. And our, our, we're going to do another spinoff pod called Guys on Guys. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about uh, men we keep on the pedestal from films. That's probably pe- like, we pedestals. laugh, but that's probably a great idea that would find a very interesting audience. Totally. Like that would be so cool. Could you imagine those actors though turn, tuning in to hear our judgments on their attractiveness? <laughs> but well, the we thing know is, we would have such great. We debates. know what you think. <laughs> what Shane thinks about Daniel Craig. 
Daniel Craig, ugly. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, we already established that you think Arnold Schwarzenegger's hot. Yes. Like, right. We're well, already in, racking up. We could, we could start listing all in the... In Pumping Iron, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like... Like, he was the first, like, big, bulked-up guy who was actually very, very handsome in the face. Is Norm MacDonald good-looking? Uh, I think Norm MacDonald had a very, very brief period where he was very good-looking. Dirty work? Like, we're talking around about? that, when he's very skinny and kind of youthful-looking, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and, and I've heard a lot of people say that, too. They're like, oh, Norm is, like... So handsome, but I just heard David Spade say that on a podcast. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's, that's he's. I, I feel like he's a good on the line guy. That's why I was asking. I think he's good looking. Your too. thoughts on Norm's attractiveness? I think he's attractive. Is he I, attractive in Billy Madison? I I think if both in their primes, <laughs> Norm and Adam walk into a bar, they're slaying. People notice Norm before Adam. Oh, I don't I, know. About I, I think that. Adam. I think Adam looks a little more ordinary. Well, I think Norm's uh, just like chiseled, like his eyes, blue eyes. But he is that like um. The Killian Murphy type vibe where he's like mm. maybe too skinny for a lot of people, sure. but people who are into like more model types like. And Adam Sandler's that like frat boy that every girl chases around. I also or, think Norm has that kind of aloofness to him that like, you know, that the way you like, I don't care about anything. Very like. cool, but acquired <laughs> taste for women. And I still think he could pull very hot women. Yeah. It's just Adam's <laughs> more universally like sought after. That type of personality. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> This okay. is this. I like this pot idea. Okay, yeah. <laughs> let's do it. God, you are furiously writing right now. <laughs> Come on, I can't even see your hand. Um, Any other things you guys dislike? Well, that has I don't know if this is like or dislike. Just uh, this is something uh, that you were talking about with the opening, the opening scene. And it, and I don't know if this this is like I don't know if it's good or bad or if it's just that it's aged weirdly. That I watch a lot of Succession now. I think it's the best show on TV. And there's a lot of shows now about like kind of like unchecked wealth. And this movie now, like especially on this watch, where I'm trying to watch it with a more critical eye, it really did feel like a, like unchecked wealth kind of movie. Like, is this movie kind of like a like is this like a surrealist painting about the rich, where it's like someone like Billy, who's like a legitimate billionaire, is only allowed to go on this absurd adventure because he can pay for he's it. He's crazy rich. Like Rolexes are falling out of out of pinatas. And 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 having these crazy parties, and is it sort of like a parody of rich people? And is it sort of is is, is Billy kind of a bad guy because he's just spending money willy nilly just so he can do this stupid adventure? If I were to guess, I think they came up with a premise for a film where let's send a guy back to school. He yeah. has to do all the grades of the school. They go, that's a great premise. How, how do, do we build around we it? it? Yeah. And then I don't think that they... Th they didn't think about it. Because people didn't think about wealth in that way then. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying that now, I don't think Oh, that oh you you're, you're saying their motivations. You're saying how we read but the now, film. But now, there's no way they thought about this at all. But right. now in 2019, when the idea of like plutocrats sort of running America as a huge pop culture thing with like billions, yeah. you know, like I said, Succession and a lot of, a lot of these, these movies... It's sort of hard not to, to, to view it that way. Like, this movie is literally about Billy, the succession of Billy <laughs> up to, to running this company. Like, it is. Like, that is the plot of the movie. And it's funny now in 2019 to actually see, like, man, in 1995, maybe you hit a little more finger on the pulse than I think they even meant to. One out of every three pods, I feel like you get way too intellectual about something. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to be like, should I even say this one? But I mean, I, I say yes always. <laughs> Just admit that Adam Sandler's hot and let's wrap this fucking thing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, even, even that principal speech that you're talking about, yeah. he goes, because of a very generous donation,
donation by by uh, uh, Mr. Madison to the school library, where it's like we're all acknowledging that this is like Absurd. way too much yeah. money being spread around, and that's the only reason we're going along with any of this nonsense. Yeah, it's just it's it's relevant, but it also it, it, I wonder if it's negative because does everyone in the movie there is a deleted scene I've watched all the deleted scenes um, where that actually plays into this even more, and I wonder if they deleted it because they thought it was too much. Where Billy forces all of the help to play kickball, and like there's a part where the chauffeur is a first baseman and Billy like tackles him because yeah. he was covering the base and it's like mm. Billy you killed the chauffeur he's like ah he was covering the plate and they pull the body aside and they make a maid go there it's like okay everyone keep playing with me so you wonder if they kind of knew that feels like the sort of scene where like Lauren Michaels sees the first screening <laughs> it's like you need to take out yeah. that scene maybe no death yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe don't kill the chauffeur it's a step too far for the audience <laughs> if you want them to like you uh, a part that bothered me is is actually related to the plot because you think, oh, this is, it's a movie. If I was to tell a friend, I'd be like, oh, it's a movie about a guy who goes through all the grades in high school or, or from elementary school to high school. But he really doesn't. He's no, not he in school enough. Yep. And my mind had fooled me, even though I'd seen this so, so many times. I was really looking forward to the high school experience. Or does it stop and it's just at the right time. Truncated. I was, yeah. That's a great point, Shane. I was surprised at how they montaged everything after like yeah. grade three. It, well, it gets grade one. Grade two skipped over. Right. Great and the spelling bee yeah. in grade two. Yeah, I guess there is. But that's pretty much just the, it's a, the yeah, one yeah. scene. You don't get to know any of the characters. And then grade three. And then grade four, you just very then brief. Just then it's montage. The babies. And the... We didn't talk about the musical scene. Yes, I will go back to school and achieve victory. No man will take what my father has built unless that man is me. Which yeah. I thought was an interesting thing. And in my notes, I had it sort of like, did they put this in because he's the guitar guy from SNL? Do they? Is it like? Is it like Sanders? Like I want to sing a song in my film, or is it like? Oh, he had my to. audience wants to hear me sing this a is stupid Lunch song. This Ladyland Sandler. He's for sure insists they for sure wrote a song. There's too much work to go into this without it being something that. Yeah. And that song. It's was, done well. That song was twice as this. Something made me laugh super hard this time about that song. Again, a Norm thing, which is at the very end. There's like. Little to no choreography. All they have to do is like three steps and like move their hands. And Norm <laughs> isn't even close on anything. Right, he's just funny. lost as, as like he just couldn't. It's like it's like he's kind of making fun of it, but he also actually can't do it. Uh, did you you like that scene? I know that song off by heart. I love that that song. Mm -hmm. Do you not yeah. like it? Do you? No, I, I like it too. It was, it What's your favorite part of it? Uh, do you have any more gum? Hmm. Oh, very, really? The very oh, end. I love when the clown, and the clown the, the clown, clown comes back. Up. That's yeah, all. Yeah. That's probably actually that's probably the right answer. Yeah. Um, so there's another big problem that now, okay, so this is one of those, Sarah pointed it out to me and she goes, oh, this happens to me every time I watch this movie, it bothers me. And now that she said it, I can't unthink it where she goes, if a 20, a good looking 27 year old billionaire. I thought she didn't think Sandler was good looking. Now she's changing her story. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's even say freaking maybe ugly. But Fine. To what I'm saying. Okay. A 27 year old billionaire. You guys, let's, let's put yeah. you guys in this situation. Wait a if, second. You said, let's say even an ugly guy, and now you put us in that No, game. no, no. <laughs> you're the students. God I'm kidding. damn. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think you're going to say the same thing I'm about to say, so continue. 100%, that guy is the most popular guy ever at oh. that high school. Every kid wants to hang out with the super-duper rich billionaire. Every single party after, after they graduate is, like, legendary. 
You think that if some twenty-seven-year-old billionaire showed up, not if he's some old guy, he's some old. Not only that, not only that. Two things. Two things. One, he said when I was going to this high school, I was the most. I ran this place because he was a billionaire and his peers knew it. Of course. Why would kids ten years younger than him know he's a billionaire? I think they just want some of the money. No, no. But how do they know he's a billionaire? He's He's like a Hilton. In this universe, yeah, but Madison- this is pre-internet. Yeah, what are you I, talking about? I, I don't. They would know that. Fuck this- that. When I was in high school, you think I knew who the rich the- kids ten years older than me were? You're saying you think that complete subterfuge. They have no idea. They're, they just know some weird guy showing up at their school. They don't know any reason why he's there. I don't know. Nah, they know. I but think- how do they know? What are you talking about? Like, are the they- rumor you think that you don't think that so he doesn't seem to be keeping it a secret. I think he would say, by the way, I'm he drove up in like a very old school car. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying maybe if it was in the Internet era, but I'm saying it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. He might live an hour away from where the school he was going. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know. I'm just saying. That like, you think that you think that mansion is close to this like public school? All I'm saying, probably is that 45 if, minutes into the 15 year old Mikey. If yeah. there's some billionaire who goes, I'm going to take some classes. I'm saying I wouldn't know it was a billionaire necessarily. Oh, I think they knew. I've got it, something way, way. In more. 1995, you think it'd be like? I think he tells everyone, "Hey, by the way, I'm a billionaire." But they didn't show that. I don't know. I think it's assumed. How do you by not whom? know? Mm, I don't know. I think you're thinking <laughs> with. I think you're thinking with internet brain. I think I'm thinking with he's a billionaire. You think that he's a okay. So let's billion. run this logically. So this let's like run this logically. Those... A 27 year old shows up and starts taking classes. By the way, there were people in my classes when I was in high school that I didn't know. They were a few years older. I'm like, did they drop back grades? I don't know. You don't really talk. to You them. always assume the worst, though. Yeah. So let's assume that this guy has some sort of learning disability and he's 10 years older and he's in the class and he okay. starts being a weirdo. And then somebody actually takes the time to go, "What's your deal, man?" Adam would have to say, I'm a billionaire. and I'm t- Don't you think the character would just be like, oh, well, uh, I'm doing some classes. Mm-hmm. Would he actually say, I come from a billionaire family. I'm trying to run my father's company? Maybe. Maybe, but you were very definitive. I don't think that it's that. Qu- I think he's, I think, that, I think, I think it's one, hey, everyone at the school, there's going to be a little disruption for the next few. They even talk about well, it in the primary thing. There's yeah, but you can. It's different with the little kids. And I, I actually mm. think you're scared of a guy who's 10 years older because you're so driven by like crushes and can this, can I date this person? And what your peers I was thinking think it was more yeah. like a dazed and confused type thing. Like when they're hanging out with Matthew McConaughey, they're all like, oh, like I don't think they think he's. But they knew like that guy. 50. That guy was floating in their orbit where he was the legend. This guy. Adam but he Sandler's was a legend at this removed. high school. Is he? He hasn't Nibha, hung out in 10 you, years. He hangs out with guys 10 years older yeah, than him. You only get like a death rattle for like all a couple of years. All I know is that years. if I was in I, I, our, our, the place that we're separate is I think that all the kids know and they don't care because they're, they're, they're positioning these kids as too cool for school. If you're an older guy, I don't care if you're worth $1 Some might or know. billion. Dollars. Some, I, just, I, I don't know. Anyways. I just I also thought I, the When you say he's like a Hilton, I wouldn't even have known who a Hilton was pre-internet in 1995. I, don't I wouldn't know what a have. Billionaire is. Here's what billionaires okay. are. Well, then, maybe, okay, maybe. okay. If he's a billionaire and this school is in his neighborhood, then how come? Are, maybe their parents are millionaires. Hmm. Maybe they're all rich kids. Yeah. All right, I think that. just the oldness in high <laughs> and then, school yeah, just freaks weird. people out. Yeah. If, if yeah. you're too old, yeah. especially like yeah. if it's an older guy. I also wondered why he didn't go to a private school, but I know that's not as funny. Mm-hmm. That's a good. You well, should have probably gone to a private school and not well, some public. Here's school. the biggest problem in, in my estimation. Here we go. Okay, so you're 27 years old. You you pretty much know the basics of of life. Do you really need to do grades one <laughs> through five? Well, no. R- oh, the R. That's why the ROK joke is both stupid and like and funny. Where it's like ROK. He still in this moment actually cannot spell the word rock. Yeah, he's like one of the that's dumbest a good point. That's characters a great like ever. Which yeah. is 
good and bad though. Like he should, if you can't spell the word rock, like he seems like he's too dumb to even be able to function. I feel like that's kind that's of- That's a good issue. way to answer that question. Yeah. Like, like that's why he was like, okay, dad. I also do like how the, how he's like, okay, dad, he comes up with the whole plot of the movie really quick. And the dad's like, huh, you could just come up with that. Yeah. That's a good way to just state the plot of the movie. So no one's confused. This is what's happening now. I thought, I also just thought the high school stuff wasn't, Nearly as funny as the elementary. It only school. lasted five minutes. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't. I think the for good. And, and they did what they needed to do. He he's such a, a he operates at such a low level intellectually that he can't cut it in high school. He's too juvenile for a high school. That's the comedy, and then he has to go back yeah. down a rung and talk about his high school. Experiences. It's just funnier seeing him with little kids than with like. I loved I loved them showing him in high school because it actually because you lose perspective. You start to actually accept him with the kids. You start to go oh. It's Good it's kind point. of funny, and then once he gets to high school, you're like, oh, he can't even cut it in high school. Imagine if he was around adults. It's mm -hmm. like, oh right, this guy, no one would want to be around this guy. I just, I also just didn't like the, those nerds. Are you in loser denial or something? I had a bad case of loser denial myself. Till a lacrosse team stuck a parking cone up my ass. I never found them that funny. Oh, like, when they were telling they me, stuck, you're they one stuck of us. A parking cone up my ass, like that thing. They right, were, you right. had to start cutting your underwear. They're kind of overactors. I always thought that kid was Joseph Gordon-Levitt for some reason. <laughs> you know what I think yeah. it is? No, maybe not. For a minute, I thought it might be that that the actor from uh, from uh, uh, the I'm dying up here, who's got like the long hair and he's kind of. But I think the timing doesn't work. That guy is a child actor, but I think is it 95 weird that was none too of these child actors went on to be anything. You like you'd think that by because they're all from Toronto. Yeah, it's just weird that literally. Do you recognize one of those kids nope. except for Christine Armstrong? No. Nope. Have you have you spotted her in the film? I tried, but hmm. um, yeah. So. Anything else, guys? Anything else we don't do we, like? Do we think it's unbelievable that, uh, uh, what's her name, Veronica, would fall in love with Adam? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a great question. Yes. I, That's what I was sort of alluding to earlier. Uh, well, here's, here's what I'll say. She knows he's a billionaire. Back to John's point. Mm -hmm. She knows he's a billionaire. That goes a long way. I couldn't get that off my mind, that she was just using him for his money. I don't think it. Well, like, she married Pete Sampras in real life, so maybe that's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing. So well, it's, like, it's like I could see high school kids not giving a shit or not knowing. She 100% knows. She's an adult. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, it's like, do I buy that she falls in love with Billy? I think he showed just enough sort of charm that I'm like, in the reality of this film where it's Eric that. also pulls it's out this. a gun and whatever. It's like, I'll, I'll accept it. But it was, she was basically like written in as a fantasy. Like, ooh, you, your buffoonery is actually sweet. I mm -hmm. like, it's like, it's it's his idea of the fantasy girl. Well, when yeah. she's like, oh, you got the teacher alone in your tent. What oh. are you going to do? It's pretty hot. Yeah, hot. because it's a fantasy. Do you believe that that character would fall for Billy? Well, I started to think that she was a little sociopathic, had a little <laughs> bit of crazy in her too. Sure. Like, cause on the bus when she's like, I double dare you. It's like, oh my God, she's ready to do them on the bus in front of the kids. <laughs> like she was, she, it's funny that she was written, she was, she was written to be like clearly like a sex object that Billy can sort of take. Mm -hmm. And I know that I read in the same interview that Tamara Davis came in and one of her like big goals was to like de-sexify her, like put her in like longer dresses. But she was meant, like she is written to be like, well, a, you know why? A sex object that Billy wins. This is what happens, though. Like, you talk, you listen to producers, um, and they've talked about sort of like what they want to do at a box for the kind of movies they want to make, mm -hmm. whether it's like Porky's or anything. They go, We know who our audience is. It's teenage boys and yep. prepubescent boys. So if you're Adam Sandler and Tim Hurley, and it's like, Well, we want to put a hot teacher in here, that's it's because they, they're selling something yep. to a teenage boy audience. It's like, and it's kind of funny that Tamara Davis, Tamara, Tamara sure. Davis would come in and then 
like I, I applaud the effort, but it's like you kind of got to know what, what you're I selling. Yep. You're, so, you're selling hamburgers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, just, yep. it's sort of a bummer that like you can just see like young, like you were talking about the the stuttering thing. Like you can see like young boys and young girl, like how like it's this is more like a young girl sees this movie and she's like, oh, so this is you know this is a super duper popular movie that all my friends like and every like I know tons of girls that love this movie, like tons. And it's disappointing that the movie that they love has to involve. A character who just yeah, enjoys sexual assault and and likes this horrible sure. mean man boy. <laughs> like, They're just not thinking about. It. Wait, wait, nobody is. I think when you watch a comedy like this, is the thing it's like you just want to remember the sabadoo and the shampoo is better and all yeah. that stuff. Like that's what sticks. That's the sticky stuff. And I bet you even like a longer conversation and sort of going into the depth of like sort of the nature of of some of these constructs, it it ruins it in a lot of ways. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, you keep bringing the tent thing up, and I actually have that written down mm-hmm. as that entire tent scene. I find really unfun. Like it's, I'm like stone faced watching that scene. Well, it's it it's, feels very outside the movie. It is a little weird. It gets a little like too like whoa, this is real. When he opens up the washroom and there's all Came the naked the women uh, moaning, it's like wow, that's a very like real life type of like not cartoony. It's just like I jerk off in here. Yeah, you know what I mean. I completely agree. I, it it was like. At times, the movie's very juvenile, and it's like, this is for kids. And then there'll be one or two things that happen, and you go, well, that wasn't for kids. Because I really wanted to laugh at that part with the moaning, and I was like, ah. and I was like, oh, something's, like, taking me out yeah, of it. It's too weird. real. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's, and all the It emulated like, your own whack shack that <laughs> you have in your backyard. <laughs> yeah. All the, the ice cubes the and the stuffed buffalo, and I'm like, oh. mm-hmm. there were some There were some parts in this movie that just were not that funny. And in that tense scene, there's something that's always sort of bothered me that's not funny at all, where Carl does the, you know, how he does that laugh in Carl. And it always yeah, kind yeah. of bothers me that Carl does this impression of Eric that's actually a really bad impression. It doesn't actually sound like Eric at all. And then Billy's like, oh, that's a pretty good impression. That I, I always <laughs> used to me. love that part. And then I was like, oh, I can't wait to see when Eric does the laugh. I wrote that and down. And Eric's laugh sucks in it comparison. Sucks, and it Carl's like they, is a better laugh. It feels yeah, like they put way that funnier. laugh in the movie just to make the Carl thing make sense. Yeah. And it just bugs the hell out of me. I know it's a very, very minor thing, but it does bug me. Yeah. I also think all the O'Doyle stuff never has made me laugh. Who rules? O'Doyle rules! O'Doyle rules! O'Doyle rules! There's a lot of time spent on it in the movie, and it's like, have you ever laughed when someone says O'Doyle rules? You're like, ah, No, I hate it. I hate it. I agree with but, you. But another sticky piece of writing. O'Doyle mm-hmm. rules has been around forever. Of course, yep. Anyone quotes that, but it's just not, it's weird that it's legendary and yeah. people quote it. But, I ne- but never that being said, to me, it's like a bunch of bad jokes so leading up die. to a pretty good joke. Just the way the banana pe- he slips on the banana peel like a it's car. It's just it's a lot of fucking runway. And they keep, cu- they keep cutting to the banana peel throughout the f- every time they pass it. Like, just little setups. It is a lot of runway, but it doesn't take any time. Like, no, no, like, no. I, mean, I, 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 I guess they are. nitpicking a movie. I'm just saying. Scenes. No, no, no. I'm with you. I don't. Like, it wasn't funny. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's not funny. But in, in a movie the, that's the, filled with so many funny things, crash. and for O'Doyle being such a legendary, quotable thing, it's funny. Like, I was sitting there. I didn't had never thought of it before. I'm like, but oh. it's a good litmus test for life. Like, if someone says O'Doyle rules to me, it's great. I always know I'm never going to like them. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, okay, I hate you. don't you. like the movie. You like that other, that you want to be mm-hmm. quoting a movie that everyone else quotes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and I wrote this down, I forgot. Another thing that has aged horribly is when he goes to the nudie magazines, there's a magazine called She Male Fiesta. Saw that, yeah. And so that does not age. Well, Why not? Well. Can I say one thing? Well, oh, I, right, I think the word she male. Entire yeah. joke is, well, that, the, no. ew, she males. It's like, okay. I didn't no, think he's he, into no. it. He, like, it came with this pack. I actually thought his reaction was way less, like, um, mugging. And, like, mm-hmm. I thought, I thought, 
when I saw that and I didn't remember what he would do, I thought he was going to like really react repulsively. Okay. I, to me, it was almost like he kind of considered it and then moved on. This is his subscription. In fact, drunk chicks is probably like worse nowadays. Even yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is a really funny nudie bag. Like <laughs> drunk chicks, because it's just so blunt, and the photo is so shitty on the front. Yeah, on like, the back, I noticed for the first time. There's actually like I paused it so I could see. It's called Blue Ball Blue Balls Publications, and they made like a logo to go along with. And I'm like, I like that attention to That's detail. Fine. It's not just a blank back. They put a pub. They actually created a company that he subscribes to. Like and he subscribes to the. Blue Blue balls package. What's the first one called again? The old with the old women. Old, old just over fifty. Something oh, okay, like that. Yeah. something like that. The first one's female fiesta. I don't know. Just she male fiesta. Oh, that no, that in word. and of itself just does not age Absolutely. very well at all. But they do. They Adam Sandler is not grossed out to it. No, he's by not. It. It's, it's if anything, a, it's like the, the audience is supposed to be like, Haha, he yeah. jerked the off the inclusion to of it in the movie and just the term she male. Yeah. Is. But I think that was kind of a, a, a normal term back then. Yeah. I'm just saying it hasn't aged. It's aged pretty pretty badly. Correct. Correct. Where are we at now? And it bugs me that he cheated at the in the decathlon at the end with the with the shoe. That still always bugs me. Oh, here's what bothers me about that scene. How do you fuck this up? Okay, so Adam Sandler pulls a boot out. It's yeah. a right boot. Yeah. When they scroll down to his oh. feet, he's wearing a right boot. I've never noticed how, that. How before. do you even mess that up? Like, how's that possible? Oh, shit. Someone to get Tom or Davis yeah. on the phone. Yeah, Shit. it's like there's a bunch of mistakes in this movie, but that one. I just is hated the how he had clear. to cheat to win. For it's yeah, a, it's, it's I can't, I that was that was the part where you felt his character was flawed. <laughs> yeah, that was the not one. Eric gets also he doesn't play the clarinet very well, which you said in our last episode was the easiest instrument to play in the history of instruments. But it it does make a very funny noise when of you course. play it it's the just wrong fun, way. It was funny that yeah. We had just told me like last week that the clarinet is the simplest. It's the closest to recorder. Yeah. It's easiest <laughs> if in elementary school you were playing the recorder. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, tiny little nitpicky things, but they're there. Also, I don't think kids uh, a thing that hasn't aged well. I don't think kids learn how to how to write cursive anymore. Really? Has, do kids learn cursive? Like I, I don't know. Can can do you think of the average like third? I don't grader? think that applies to our like aged well criteria. I don't know. Because if like we're watching a movie it's from, a, it's a time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I don't have many yeah. else other things to say about it. Yeah. Are you guys all any other negativity or? No, I think I'm good. I think I've got it. I've, I've said my piece. R O K Snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. And the game of pool that the that Carl and and his dad plays the worst game of pool anyone's ever played in yeah. a movie before where they're just that's ridiculous. Balls. You can't get it out of your mind that this is a film <laughs> at that point. I know it's, it's horrible. Like, oh, okay, why isn't the dad going? And why is Carl just jumping over the dad and starting to go again? And they're just hitting the ball and it doesn't touch yeah. anything. And you can just tell that it's take like fourteen and they're just just hit the balls. It doesn't matter. Yeah, very annoying. Yeah. The time has come to decide whether we keep this on the pedestal or knock it off the pedestal. Guys, I know Mike's answer already. What? How dare you? There's no way you're keeping this piece of shit on the pedestal. <laughs> Unfortunately, Shane is correct. I am not keeping this film on the pedestal. I will say, <laughs> uh, I did, I did, upon rewatching it, laugh out loud hard a good three or four times, which is sometimes all you want from a movie like this. And, and, 
I got a lot from it, and I think in a nostalgic way for me and my generation, it was a, it was a fun watch because these lines have become iconic for our generation. I do not know if they will hold up over time. I don't so know if you talked. We talked, talked to all these quotes and stuff. So what? So what are some of the parts that to you that to us we're laughing our heads off that yeah. you were like that is just not funny? Like what are some? I just well, I mean. Like, what do you mean? Like, specifically? I don't, like, are there parts like, of the... You said, if it's not good enough to be on the pedestal, and you're saying it wasn't that... Like, I'm wondering if there... Because I know that when I see, like, the lunch the lunch lady one, yeah. like, lady, you're scaring us. That makes me... I Because mm -hmm. I, I ask you because I feel like I'm so ingrained in this movie sometimes. Yeah. I actually don't know what's funny and what's not because my I remember mm -hmm. it being funny. I believe that because all of those sayings, like, uh, lady, you're scaring us, all those things... I've, I suffer from the same affliction. Okay. They all add up in my brain. I've heard you guys say them a million times. I've heard all my friends say them a million times. It's part of our lexicon. Right. So, so when it happens, it triggers a thing that is a mix of it's funny, but it's also uh, nostalgia. Yeah. So, I, so it's triggering like a thing in my brain where I'm like, oh, do I like that because it reminds me of the last 20 years of jokes with my friends? Or do I like it because it's genuinely funny? And when I thought about this movie as a whole and the scenes and the construct and the plot and sort of like the overall messaging and everything and even the way it's built and fucking... You know, like uh, uh, Eric pulling out the gun. Like, I'm just like, what? Like, I know that I'm in a stupid okay, movie. Okay, see, I found that. That's what I'm talking I want to know I know I'm in like a that. stupid things movie. I know I'm finding. So what I'm saying is I know I'm in a stupid movie, and I accept that, and I laugh at the parts that are there. I'm enjoying the five or six parts where I laugh out loud at, but the rest of it doesn't add up to a movie that I would say, you know what, man? You have to see Billy Madison. It's not a movie. It's a like collection it's, of quotes. It's, it's a collection of quotes. It's Adam Sandler doing a really sort of like, maybe even iconic sort of idiosyncratic performance that matters to our generation. This is why I'd be very fascinated to have somebody that didn't grow up like us, like that's, that's maybe like 15 right now, and if they were to watch it and be like, that movie's hilarious, or if they'd be like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And some stuff maybe, you know, transcends, and maybe some stuff doesn't. But I'm saying I find it hard to, to figure it out, and so when I add up the rest of the movie in my mind, uh, it doesn't quite add up, and that's why I do not keep it on the pedestal. You go. <laughs> uh, see, I'm in the same boat where I'm like, I find, that's why I was asking that, because I find it so hard to separate the kid who has watched this 100,000 times versus, does this movie like really hold up? All I can say is, several, with, with a lot of these, that there's no way I would have watched it this many times if I didn't actually, truly, deep down believe that it belonged on the pedestal. Like, uh, the last two Halloweens ago, I dressed up like Billy Madison for for Halloween. This was like two years ago, and my wife dressed up as the penguin. Um, uh, and the like penguin from the film, the penguin no, yeah, from, from the Batman film. Returns. No, from Batman, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Batman Returns, um, which we should do on the. I, I think Batman Returns is of all the Batmans, that's the one we should do. Yeah, we talked um, about. But I, it. It, I don't think it is just a collection of quotes. I really do think that, that that there are a lot of movies, especially Adam Sandler movies, that suffer from it just being a bunch of fucking gags in a row and somehow it adds up to 90 minutes. This one has a pretty interesting story. A story that's like, I'm surprised no one's ever done it before kind of story where it's, I do kind of, I am into what's happening with, with him and the grades. And so there is a good script and there's good jokes and there's good performances. And it's a good time capsule of seeing Adam Sandler and Norm Macdonald and Chris Farley. And I'm seeing Steve Buscemi kind of do something funny for the first time. And these like legendary lines. And you could just tell me one of these lines and it makes me laugh. And I know that there are other movies that, that, even though I loved them as a kid, like Naked Gun was a good example. Like if you just say one of the lines, I don't know if it necessarily just makes me laugh. Um, and I think one of the biggest things is just today, just to, 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 to 
confirm it. I did went and rewatched as many deleted scenes as I could to wonder if it was the same Dumb and Dumber effect. Is it because I'm so locked in? But almost all the deleted scenes made me laugh too. And I wasn't even, I didn't remember any of them at all. Hmm. I couldn't remember any of them, but they consistently made me laugh just because he is so funny. He was the Tim Robinson. He was the guy who, if I just see him do that at that time in 1995, he'd make me laugh. So yeah, I thought Billy Madison hysterical. Love it on the pedestal. See, my problem is I was incredibly bored watching this movie. Okay. I've played it in my mind so often that I was like scared almost. I was like, I've outgrown this movie or I know it too much, but it's certainly not hitting me the way it once did. I do think it's a time capsule for a certain place. I also think it's out in the world so much and the world has been influenced by it so much that there's other movies where Billy Madison's influences are kind of worn on its sleeve that maybe this movie isn't as necessary or like required viewing other than like historically to know who uh, Adam Sandler is. It's like, it's like telling my daughter that Eddie Murphy's raw still holds up or delirious. And then her being like, wow, this is very dated and inappropriate. And I, I, I'm watching it almost like historically, but it's certainly not as funny as it once was not to take away from Eddie Murphy or Adam Sandler how valuable they were at one point, but certainly today by today, I wouldn't say you have to watch this if you're a 13 year old and this will shape you the way it shaped me. Cause I think these people have already been shaped by Adam Sandler, whether they realize it or not. Right. So for that reason, even though you've watched it there, is there no, like uh, you've watched it as many times as Rushmore. That can't just yeah. be an accident. You've never fought a verdict this much no. in your life. You're no, going no. to both I, of us. I, I think it was, the, I have it a was Facebook, a time and place I have in my a Facebook life. post where I posted on my Facebook, what is your, I give a list of my favorite movies of all time. And Shane listed like five movies and one of them was Billy Madden. And these are your favorite, you had like yeah, fiction. Be, well, honestly, if you asked me in 20 years, I probably uh, wouldn't So have, I'm going to be very surprised if you say off the pedestal because I thought this movie is like a- and, and, and it is still one of my favorite movies. Like it, it just is, it's, and I don't need to always but watch why? it again. But like, it, it had to become it because it like of, cha- this movie like changed my life. Yeah, uh, it, it became made me, that because because of how funny it was, not just because. Yeah, but that this is this show. I am fighting for it. This show <laughs> is about whether you think it belongs on the pedestal. Yeah, now. you don't think this not is whether one of the, it's still one of your favorites. Of or course, shaped it. but like, I'm saying it's one of your favorites because like it didn't just by accident become one of your favorites. Yeah, but no. to your point, it's like. I never, I'll, I never have to see this movie again in my life, mm-hmm. and I'm perfectly fine with so that. I could watch it again tonight. No, but mm-hmm. not just oh, because I don't even think that's part of the requirement yeah. for if it's but on I'm the pedestal. Part of the requirement now. is that it's one of the funniest, one of the best, one of the most important movies that, and I think it is one of those. And I think yeah, it's, it, it it is maybe an important movie influence wise. I think if I, you show someone this movie today, I think the average person would still find it funny. I don't think you'd get any nuggets uh, that are better than any Lonely Island skit that you could watch in three minutes. Maybe. And I know, and I, and I absolutely admit, it's so tough for me to separate mm-hmm. myself from that, but all right. Like that, I think well, you, you just made a great point. need to say the words then, because I've cut you off. What's that? What, on or off the pedestal? Oh, it's, it's off the pedestal. And trust me, it saddens me. Man, that saddens me. Yeah. It, me but up. I would never want to live in a world where this movie. You were spending movie. half this episode, like, quoting lines and laughing your head this off. This was all and... my favorite shit from my youth. I've, I've got a lot of... So Stories from high school, too. To it's not it like I want to be that no guy one's again. going to come and arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed to just put on the pedestal and you're going to forget about it tomorrow. I, I, I am truly surprised. I absolutely I'm thought truly I was surprised. getting outvoted. But yeah, that's good. Me too. I, I, it's Billy Madison of all the movies that we've I know. done. Of and all the that's movies, what's cool you're taking about... Billy Madison off the pedestal. 
I know. But, but I, putting Space Jam on. Well, I don't Spoilers. remember what I said before. but <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, but Space Jam, yes. Billy Madison, just all the movies for you. I feel like you of all people are like defined by Billy Madison. I know. Well, anyone but, I know. Well, a big thing of me for me is would I recommend this with confidence and be excited to be like, so it's I always was, tough with comedies. Right. You're right. It, comedies is the, are the toughest for pedestal mm-hmm. because they're so niche to your particular sense. But of that humor. being said, if someone like MacGruber, if I told someone to watch MacGruber and they said they didn't like it, I, I would, would judge them harshly. I, I would say something's wrong with that person. I can understand why someone would not like Billy Madison or feel like it's a great way to put it. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah. But I would if I, if I saw someone and they're like, oh, I hate Billy Madison, I would judge. I'd be like, really? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? I would. That's how I would feel. Right. I would judge. You don't think you would judge? You of all people. No, I wouldn't. Someone, I wouldn't because they you would say, I get it. This movie is a very particular just to people who were born in exactly in 1980 to 83. And Well, just they've seen too many movies that have been influenced by it that have maybe done it better. Uh, all right. All right, I'm not going to keep arguing it. Guess it's off the pedestal. Man, you're taking this hard. This never, one's hard I've for never me. Seen I was, such oh, a thing. I was positive it was going to go on. I, I knew not, you were going to take it off, Mikey. I no, I, <laughs> I was positive. I went, I went in. I went in with an open mind, and, and honestly, I there's, I think Shane made a great point. It's like there's so many great funny things that have influenced so much stuff since then that it's like you're not going to see anything super mm-hmm. funny in this that you couldn't see in a four-minute yeah, Lonely Island film. Yeah. But then so the other stuff, it's like he's also very annoying in this film and not funny at times, but then he's also very funny at times. Yeah. And then the construct is like it is what it is. Yeah. I, I do not think, you know. It's like when people tell me I'd love to see a Charlie Chaplin movie. Like Shane, it influenced so many movies. Like me, I've And I just sit times. there bored out of my fucking mind. I'm like, this sucks. I'm not saying he's not revolutionary. I'm not saying for his time he wasn't great and when people saw it for the first <laughs> time they were knee-slapping. But right now it's like there's so much stuff that i consider better than that but without charlie that stuff i consider better might not exist not to say i still like charlie it's tough to hear you laugh for an hour about anyways laugh it made me laugh made me laugh it certainly has great scenes that you could watch in a 30 second clip or maybe a five second vine i'm heartbroken right now you're not gonna talk me out of it okay (laughs) okay (laughs) all right and well i guess you know Guys, we're going to close the book on that one. Tough one for Johnny. Tough one. Feel bad, buddy. 